Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, December 22, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, I got to tell you something. I couldn't wait for the market to close today and to start the video because I think I see exactly what was going on here today. We're going to call it shenanigans coupled with the rope-a-dope. Let me explain the full ball of wax. So the market looked like it was falling apart today, and it could have went a lot lower had they decided not to issue a rescue operation. But let's look at a couple of things on the board. I'm going to show you everything I was looking at from early on today. First, we have a shenanigans tail candle. The tail on the top end of this candle, today's candle, the tail wick, or the top wick, if you will, has a high of 386.21. Now that's interesting. Why is that interesting? Here's an hourly chart. What was high of day today? We had a gap lower. High of day is 383.38, and the market went straight down. It never went higher than that. So how could the tail on today's daily chart candle be up at 386 and change? And I'll tell you how. It's a shenanigans tail candle, and it was an early tell, but that wasn't the only tell. What else do we have? Well, check this out. So we have this candle over here from the 9th of November. Now, that filling officially of the gap can be looked at in two ways. From the textbook version, down here at the closing price at 374.13, that's where the gap is filled. Now, they went all the way down and they came up short. The low today is 374.77. Now, some of you will say, well, you taught us otherwise. Right, because on candles like this, I consider the gap to be filled when they complete or fill the white space, so the top of the body of the candle. Now, it's subjective, and sometimes you'll see them come all the way down to fill the gap at the bottom, and sometimes they'll stop at the top. Now, look what happened the other day. They spiked through the top a little bit, but they reversed there, started going back up, and today went all the way back down, but did not fill the other side. So therein lies the other tell that I thought was going on when the market turned around without completing that price. If the market was going down there, why not fill the gap? Why stop short? Because it's a rope-a-dope situation. We have a tail candle. We have what I like to call, and this is taught in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader, a pseudo-doji candle. It's not a doji candle, but it's kind of getting close so we look at it and say, well, it could be the sign and signal of a trend change when coupled with a tail and a couple of other things. Had a bit of an increase in volume, not tremendous, but it certainly counts. And you have that seasonality thing that doesn't have to play out, but it can play out. Let's just say between now or next week into New Year's, don't be surprised to see you get a bounce in the market. Now, what's the other side? You go below today's low and forget about that gap because that wasn't the destination. They're going to go right to 371.50 and potentially lower. So this is another situation very similar to the other day. The market's either going to bounce or it's going to fail. Now, it looked like it was going to fail today, but then they rallied back to close above the low from the other day when they put in that short-term low. So that's a short-term positive for the tape. 
closing above the former low after spiking it today, putting in a tail, decent volume, pseudo-doji candle, and you have a shenanigans tail candle up above 386 to boot. Flip over to the weekly chart, and what did they do? They came down to run a test of the low, close to the low, almost at the low of this weekly breakup candle from November 11th, the week of November 11th. What if we go the other way? How about a 240 chart? We do not have a reversal candle. They were working on one. They ran out of time at the end of the day. So they're not certainly out of the woods just yet. I'm giving you the things that I see based on my read of the current tape. When you go down to a 120-minute chart, what you do have is a reversal of the last breakdown candle in the sequence. That's a bullish signal with making a low and reversing. Still a bounce and a downtrend, don't get me wrong, but the market can bounce more, hence 386 and change, and that doesn't have to be it. The market goes up, the market goes down. Bounces in a downtrend can turn into rip your face off rallies, we know that. The question is, was today's dip lower a certain shakeout operation type of situation? So net net is, we can even use the low from the 20th, which is 377.85, start getting back below that, and it's probably in the cards that you're going to see the lows from today and potentially lower. What if they do bounce? Is 386 and change all they're likely going to do? And the answer is probably not. We're still going with, if the bounce is any good, they're going to get to at least that 389 to 391 zone. Remember that last breakdown area we discussed last night. Same story, just some additional chart information that we need to analyze. Little housekeeping while I'm thinking about it. Remember, the market's closed on Monday, so there'll be nothing going on Monday. Tomorrow, the market is open. I will conduct inside the numbers commentary and such in the morning. It depends on what's going on in the market for how long it goes. And secondarily, the live room will be closed. Jordan's taking the day off. He's taking the four-day weekend. Well-deserved. It's not easy to run the room. So that's pretty much the current synopsis slash schematic going on in the SPY. What about inside the numbers? Well, here are the early thoughts. I'm going to let you read them at your leisure, pause the video, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. The reason we're not going to go over these is because after they were written, the market changed. We had the economic data release at 8.30. Is it data or data or data? Whatever it is, the numbers, whether they're phony or not, made up or not, doesn't matter. They were released at 8.30, and then they started to kill the tape. Our pivot, our bear pivot, was 3.85. I'm already citing this at 8.17 a.m., long before the market even opens, long before the economic data or data. Remember 385? This is the chart with the pre-market data, or data, and you can see pretty clearly that 385 was essentially the breakdown point, and we had the economic release of information. I won't use the data stuff anymore, and you can see here, 830, and then they started killing the tape right after that. Then we have some other information and we had 383.25 down to 362. It should be 82, obviously. That's a typo as the last line of defense. And then the door opens for some other numbers. Now, check this out. So this is the price 
we actually bought yesterday, plus or minus a little bit. So I'm saying that here. That's where we bought them yesterday. It's not the same trade risk today. In the spirit of second bite at the apple, it's not the same as the first. And look back on the 10-minute chart. We think better in pictures. The lower line is 383.25. There's your 382.70. That's basically where we bought them yesterday. And you can see it's not the same the second go-around. We bought them here yesterday for the run-up. They come back down. Are they just running a test or are they doing something else? Well, I suspected it was the something else, so we don't want any part of that on the second bite of the apple. That was the 9 o'clock post. Just some more stuff, big picture stuff. Here's a if a trader must. That's buying the market down at 383. I didn't like it. For me, I'm just going to watch for a while so I'm just giving you the numbers. There are traders that want as many trades as possible. There are traders that want only the trades that have the best risk-reward profile. Now, here was an opportunity. If they fell to 381.30 down to a spike of 381, and I say 380.70 later on, I believe right here, call the zone 381.30 down to 380.70. Below 380, no good. It opens a door for lower stuff. But let's take a look at what happened there because we definitely had some participation in that trade. So let's pick it apart a little bit, use it as a learning opportunity. So we'll split the difference and we'll put the line at 381. And you can see what happened here. They came into it and they tried to find stability for a while. So let's just say about 15, 20 minutes. Then they started falling apart. So you can see what happened by 950, I'm saying... 381.30 is now the pivot, meaning they have to get back above it. Below keeps the door open for the lower stuff, and the longer it takes to bounce, the lower they can drip. And that's pretty much what happened. They started dripping away, and they really never looked back until that shenanigan stuff late in the day. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double-check the work. Here's where I'm saying when they started to fall, saying they could fall all the way home to 374, they came up short of 374. We talked about that before. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. We didn't have anything hit from stocks on the move. The stuff in the pre-market wasn't really moving all that much, so there wasn't a lot of opportunity on the board. We had three stocks. None of them hit their price objectives, so they were all considered no trades. Just so you can see what they were, we had Micron, AutoNation, and CarMax. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, all charts pretty much look the same. By the end of the day, they were basically on par in terms of percentage down with the S&P, but they have the same type of situation, same type of candle, same type of rope-a-dope potential. No shenanigans tail candle to speak of. Similar situation with the folks down at the transportation department. And watch this. So there was an open gap here at 13.2 and change. The low today happened to be 13.230.05. So again, they came close. They had an opportunity to fill the gap and they made a choice not to do it. Why is that? It's kind of like unfinished business. They'll come back to do it later. Is it bullish because they missed it and they floated away for the short term? Yes, but it's all a choice. There are no accidents or coincidences in the market. They proceeded to put in a tail candle along with the other markets. All charts act and react the same way. They all pretty much look the same. It's all the same market. 
not to the same magnitude, but we use different markets for different reasons. I use the transports as my A number one favorite canary in the coal mine. Down 1% today when the S&P was down about 1.5%. Am I going to take anything material away from that? Not really. We're just saying they're all going to trade together for the most part. I'm not seeing a specific canary type of situation in the transports tonight. Now, this one's interesting. What about the Q people? Now, check this out. So the Qs have been weak. They were one of the weaker looking charts throughout this whole decline. And watch this. So the low we were talking about that was recaptured in the S&P, for example, and the IWM for that matter, the low is 266.95 for the Q people. Well, guess what? They couldn't recapture it today. They closed below it. Now, if they pop back up tomorrow, it's a non-event, but today it's a puzzle piece. It's on the table. It's a nuance around the markets. And here, they did fill their corresponding gap from the 9th, and then they spiked it, went back up, but they were never able to recapture or close above the low from the other day. I think that's important information. We'll find out more tomorrow. We're going to call that a divergence against what the other markets did. XLF, nice tail candle, never made a new low today. So there was actually relative strength with the XLF against the other stuff. So if there's a divergence in the negative way with the Qs, there's a divergence in a positive way with the XLF. Do they cancel out? We don't know. They may. That's all subjective after the fact, Monday morning quarterback type stuff. We're just looking at what it is today and analyzing it for what it is. And here we have a positive divergence with the financials. Plus they recaptured that 100 day moving average. I don't think that's insignificant. What about Smash Mouth? Well, very similar to the Qs, they're in a totally different position. A, didn't fill this gap down here. B, closed well below the low from the 20th. C, they're in a terrible place on the chart below all the moving averages. And you know what comes next. The trend is your friend until she throws your stuff out the window. Remember, they were making a bullish flaggish kind of thing. Now they're not. Now it's a wedgish pullback. Now they're going to run a test of the low in the vicinity of the low of the breakup candle. Maybe they do, maybe they don't, but it's not the same chart anymore. But from a weekly chart perspective, nothing really terrible will happen if they close above or stay above the low of this candle, 190.41. If they close below the low of that candle, watch out below. Weekly chart close. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.